I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Failing Better. I'm Sean, Johnny's also here. Hello. Hello, this is the second attempt we had at recording this episode. Johnny uh, misspoke basically 90% of the words (laughs) (laughs) in the first version. (laughs) It was a bad start. It was a bad start, so we decided to cut our losses and start again. I just didn't say any of the words I was supposed to say correctly. Yeah, it's a shame that. And then in, in between stopping that episode <laughs> and starting this one, Johnny said, I think I've got dyslexia. Maybe I just need to learn to speak slower. So um, keep, an, keep an ear out for that, listeners. Keep an ear well, out for that. Well, we're always learning on this podcast. I'm learning I'm too stupid to do a podcast. But it's only taken <laughs> no, me a year to get I, there. Yeah, I don't think we're learning that. I think we've, we've got that probably day one. Um, how are you? I'm pretty good, really. I'm in Manchester. It's very sunny. And uh, things are going pretty well. What about yourself? I'm very good. Uh, quick update, because I think in the last episode I talked about... In the Crystal last episode, Palace. which even our most loyal listeners are describing as the worst episode ever. <laughs> Has someone described that? Yeah, some, we got a couple of messages saying, um, <laughs> saying, God, this one really is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who from? I was on our Twitter, I think. At FailingPod. Feel free to... Any criticisms you want, feel free. Um... But in the last episode, I talked about how I had a impending f- charity football match, which I played on the Monday. Ooh. Do you want me to go over it? I would absolutely love that. How did it go? First of all, remind people what the game was and then tell us how it went. It, the game is called football. It's occasionally known as soccer, which is short for association uh, football. And it's basically players... Soccer's short for association football? Yes. How it, what, That doesn't make any sense. Well, what do you want me to say to you? That's the truth. But soccer, how? That's that is <laughs> that is a fact. Genuinely, look that up. Right, it's a stupid fact. It's a fact that I was saying, and certainly didn't impress former Charlton Athletic midfielder Kevin Lisby. Did you say that to him? No, I didn't. Oh. I um, I mean, it was amazing. I basically felt like a professional footballer for the day. It was at Selhurst Park, which is a Premier League stadium. Can I can I tell the listeners what you text me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sean sent me a message saying, I've just seen <laughs> his penis. <laughs> well, I don't think we can put that out. I'll have to mute that. <laughs> that was in confidence, Johnny. <laughs> but it is true. I think that's that, right. That's what's interesting. Right? I basically, I turned up. 
It was at Selhurst Park in South London. Uh, I was with my brother-in-law and his friend Mo, who at this point were on their, f- who just had their fourth all-nighter <laughs> in a row, and were and the last thing they wanted to do was sit in Selhurst Park and watch, uh, watch me struggle on the field. Um, the only other non-professional footballer on my team was the actor who played Beppe DiMarco. Michael Greco, lovely fella. All of them lovely fellas, I've got to say. Um, who was on your team then, Sean? Kevin Lisby. Yeah. Mark Bertram, who yeah. used to be QPR captain. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck, I forgot Did names. anyone know who you were? Was anyone like, oh my God, that's comedian Sean McLaughlin? Right. This is a very important thing to say. I was in a mini tournament in the middle of the day, six aside. I said to my team straight off the bat, I went, look, I'm not an athlete. I haven't played organised football in about 10 years. I will be the worst player here. And they sort of laughed it off. Yeah. And they were not laughing a minute into the game. <laughs> a minute into the game, they were like, they kept saying, right, no, 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 you've got to go up front. You've got to go up front. Because I kept thinking, oh, I'll be a centre-back. Yeah. That's just running and timing. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is especially at that level, you, you, the mistakes are so exposed. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, happening yeah. at such a pace. <laughs> It's literally so, like I had a turkey on my head. Like, so, at one point, I fell over so slowly. That was the worst thing about. You can fall over, that's fine. But I fell over like it was like like the leading tower of Pisa was collapsing. Oh no! So what? So what? So you're saying you're only like seventy percent of your team were professional footballers? Yeah, two of them were current professionals. One of them played for Salford. And one of them played for uh, in the Aussie League. He played in the A League, and they were so Fuck. good. I mean, the thing is, even the ex-pros like Mark Bertram and Kevin Lisby are in their mid forties now, and you know they're not living that life. Uh, mm. I mean, they don't need me to tell you. Uh, they've put on a bit of timber since they retired. They were so insanely good at football. I mean, yeah. it's just—it's it, crazy. Even how good like footballers like are. Mark Bertram, who was genuinely one of my childhood heroes, but he never played in the Premier League. He was like a second and third tier player, and he was like a bit of a enforcer. Really, he was like yeah, yeah. he was like a sort of cut price Catuso, I suppose. He was so good. That's am- it's amazing how good footballers are. So let's go back to you being terrible because that's right. really what's interesting. That's the main us. thing. So well, you... look, the first the first game happens, and we're doing a kickabout before. Yeah. We're doing a kickabout. Um, and I'm doing really well. Yeah. We're just in a circle, just getting used to the ball. And yeah, I'm yeah. genuinely doing well. And I was like, I think this is going to be fine. <laughs> then the first match starts and I have to run. And it that and, and then things start going wrong. So was it, was it, did everyone have like four professionals and two non-professionals on their team? Our team had the most professionals. Well, you you must have won then. Yeah, we won the whole tournament. Because you know, surely you dish out the professional... Because fo- imagine if you just came up against... There was a couple other pros playing in this tournament, and then yeah, there was yeah. a main game happening yeah. across the whole pitch, which was 11v11 with loads of ex-pros. Um, That's so exciting, though. It was really exciting. Now, first game ends. We've won. We've drawn the game 1-1. Yeah. I am honestly on my ass, And the idea that I have to play three more games, I'm like, I, I, I haven't got this in me. My, my head's gone. My nerve's gone. It's basically like, I feel the way I feel whenever I finish an episode of this, where I just feel like, why have I agreed to this? It's sort of like a, a, a childhood nightmare, isn't it? That you're, you're playing football badly in front of your game. <laughs> you're playing football badly. Kevin Lisby's, Kevin Lisby's telling me I've got time and I'm ignoring him and just booting it out. <laughs> 
That was the worst. At one point, Mark Birch went, time, 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 time. And I just, I like miscontrolled the ball. Like, I wanted to say, look, the more you talk to me, the worse I'll play. I know that doesn't make sense. You're like a sort of startled puppy. Like you've just got to be silent around you. Like even if you try to stay like, everything's okay, come here and the just ah It's basically like I'm, I'm like, like I've been dethawed, like I'm sort of an ancient like I'm sort of prehistoric man. And I'm not used to any of the modern sounds. So we're standing at the side and I went, Oh god, sorry guys, I'm I'm gonna just keep it simpler in the next game. <laughs> And they were sort of, I mean, it was fine. But one thing I noticed about these players, particularly the ex-pros, they are so competitive, even at this level, even if it's a little charity game where they're playing against people. (laughs) They were like... And they're looking at you. Desperate to win. They are desperate to win. So we're sort of having some water, waiting for the next game. And then one of the official photographers of the event comes over and goes, oh, I just want to say I'm a huge fan. And all the players turned, and it was to me. <laughs> and wow. I was like, I was thinking, I don't get recognised that often. And I was like, this is the most convenient time it could have happened. It's brilliant. Because now they're like, oh, he is actually a comedian. He's not just some... He's not just a lunatic. He's not <laughs> some wondered. bloke. Because also, and you're going to get a real kick out of this, I got given a kit. I got given a kit with my name. I was in the Crystal Palace home dressing room. It was so amazing. There was genuinely, the Crystal Palace physio was there. It was genuinely like being a professional footballer. Like yeah, that, in, that in is terms amazing. of the setup. The shirt was far too small for me. <laughs> Which I knew Johnny will get a kick out of this. Oh, too tall for the shirt. I um, love the idea of Kevin Lisby passing the ball and you running around in a circle in a shirt that's way too small. It was like, I said uh, I said to Kevin Lisby, I, when I put it, I went, oh, this shirt doesn't leave much to the imagination. And he went, there's not much to imagine. So I was like, all right, Kev. What, like Kevo? Um, lovely fella. Um, that's very exciting. And so did you, did, how was the second game? Did you win that? We won every game after that. And were you just put... put Here were the tactics. We had rolling subs. Yeah. Me and Beppe DiMarco, Michael Del Greco. Basically, we had a chat, me and him. Was he better than you? Or was... um, I mean, maybe. I'd say we, we were both equally bad. You were equally... The difference is I'm a 35-year-old who does go running a lot, and he was a, he's a 55-year-old who's just had a hip replacement. So the <laughs> fact that we're sort of equivalents is saying a lot. Yeah, that speaks volumes. But he um he's a great he was, he's a really good guy. We should try and get him on the pod. He's such get a cool guy. I don't yeah, even yeah, know yeah. who he is, but let's get him on the pod. He um yeah, he he told me some projects he's got coming up. They're really cool. I don't think I'm allowed to say them. But um, definitely not. I'm saying. I mean, definitely. almost definitely not. But one of them was. I was like, really? You're in that? That's fucking cool. Um, but Titanic he, two. We, <laughs> Titanic two. Iceberg is back. <laughs> and this time it's in New York. I, I, um, we basically realised the games were twelve minutes. First five minutes we won't play. Yeah. Our team will be about 3-0 up at this point, and then yeah. we just go on and try not to fuck it up too bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did get a sick assist at really? one point. Well, they didn't know that this is what had happened. They thought, wow, Who, this Who's they? The, the mainstream the other... media? Oh, that. <laughs> they, yeah. The main... <laughs> those, those, those twerps up at, <laughs> up at CNN. the Telegraph. They had no idea. Um... I basically tried to shoot and miss hit it so dramatically (laughs) 
that it fell right onto Lisby's lap and he put it away. And they went, oh, good one, mate. I was like, yeah, yeah, good one, Sean. That must have felt so exciting. At one point, I they were like, that was a killer dummy to the far side where one of our players could cross it. I, the ball genuinely just went through my legs. Like there was no, there was no sleight of hand. I miscontrolled the ball, and they thought it was a, like a dummy. It's like an episode of the Beano or something where he plays football. Every mistake he makes turns into it a is goal. It's like basically these were players who are they they don't realise quite how bad at football some people are because yeah, they've I'll, just always yeah. been surrounded by people who are amazing at football, so they don't realise that actually it's a really difficult sport to be good at. Um, totally. So we win the tournament. Yeah. There is video footage of me and all the players running up and getting. You've got <laughs> getting to, a you've got to send that to the failing pack. This has got to be the Instagram of this. And one of the players before before we got the tournament looked at me and in front of everyone went, "It'd be really funny if we sent you up to pick up the trophy." I was like, <laughs> "Fuck off!" <laughs> Not a joke. It's a celebrity so you, tournament. I'm a celebrity. You were the joke. I was the joke, but I got recognised. I played. I played four games. Did you score any goals? I didn't score any goals. I had a few shots. At one point, I mean, the thing is, it's the same old story. There's certain points where it's like, I did two things kind of well. Like, I tracked the ball well, I just did simple passes and thought, okay, I've got my bearings now. Next time I get the ball, I attempt to lob over two (laughs) players and just go, yeah, sorry, everyone. Cheers. That's exactly who I am as a footballer. I'll do yeah. one thing competently and then my confidence will go so insanely <laughs> it's high. So, it's <laughs> so just, just, just a, a fat, shit 31-year-old. I suddenly start thinking, hey, maybe I yeah. can dribble down the wing and whip in a Beckham-like cross. And I just fall over into a molehill. It was really... Um, I really enjoyed it. And then in between, I was just... I just loved listening to them all talking about being professional footballers. I just loved it. Yeah, and talking about of... the life and like saying, and like they were going, oh, where are you at now? One of them was like, yeah, I was at Burton. Then I went, and like one of them had just got in the playoffs. Yeah. And they talked about reaching the playoffs the way that comedians talk about getting a TV job or like, oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's yeah, all yeah. CV building. Yeah. It's so interesting. And then one, and then two of them like were talking about how they've got kids who are now trying to go pro and they're in academies and how the academy system is different for when they were coming. I, I just, I could have listened and soaked that up forever. Um, and I got to play at Selhurst Park, which is a really great old. That, I mean, it's it's amazing experience. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What and... what, what was the was it charity presumably? Yeah, it was for great. What was the charity like? Sean McLaughlin's best day out. <laughs> was it Make a Wish? <laughs> You're a wanker. It was my best day out. Um, the best thing about it was, as I was leaving, I got to go down the tunnel, and there were like loads of kids there, and they went, "Oh, can we have your shirt?" And you, please tell me. I was, like, I was just thinking, oh, I can't wait to keep this shirt. It's got my name on the back, spelt wrong. It must Did you be give said. it to them? I yeah, I gave it to them. Everyone Fuck. gave it. And then I signed it because they said, like, oh, can you sign all our shirts? And I like signed them all. And then I was in the club bar afterwards. Sean, you've just taken pounds off that shirt. <laughs> like, oh, it's got, it's, God, this is a lesbian of life. Oh, it's got a McLaughlin on it. It's got a McLaughlin. will never be at Flog this. But, yeah. It's like those Kanye trainers that Adidas have just got in a warehouse that they can't sell. <laughs> Um, but it was so cool and then we went to the club bar afterwards and like kids kids came up clearly people thought that I was someone well I guess I am someone I was in the programme as a player and they were like so oh can my son get an autograph of you I was like yeah of course it was that was nice do you think any of those people listen to this episode well I mean kids aren't they I don't think they would listen to this maybe kids I guess we're definitely we're definitely going to bleep over the the mention of (laughs) certain players 
meat and two veg. Um, um, so was it- well, that was, and that's the other thing I have to say is afterwards, it is such a masculine environment. They all just got naked straight out the gate, straight that in the showers. That must be awful. And they said, like, oh, you're coming to the shower? And I went, oh, no, I, I don't live far. I'm just going to go. I was like, I, look, yeah. I've got away with this. You don't understand. Getting you don't... naked in front of a bunch of genuine athletes yeah. is not it's not really on my to-do list today. I, I hate that about gyms. Everyone just gets their cock out. I just feel like that's the, the, the absolute... And the professional footballers, because they've had a lot of testosterone, presumably... I just couldn't. I'd be so anxious. In that well, they just—I mean, it's just part of their life. Whereas for me, it's like getting naked in front of, in front I, of like some of the most pristine bodies on earth. Just yeah. usually isn't something I'm into. But then, like Wayne Routledge was there. I met Ian Holloway. That's that, exciting. That was a big moment for me meeting Ian Holloway. What was Ian Holloway like? It's absolutely delightful. Was just he just so cool and charming and charismatic? Yeah. He 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 has got like a he's got an aura. He's got a twinkle in his eye. It comes through even on camera, doesn't it? Yeah, he really does. And I sort of said to him, I was going trying to get a band because I wanted to bring one of my I wanted to bring my brother-in-law back to the changing room. So I was like, so I asked someone, oh, can I get another wristband? So my brother-in-law and he was checking in because he was managing one of the main games. Yeah. And he and I said, oh, I just want to say. I, I'm a huge QPR fan. You were like when you were managing the club, it was like my favourite time as a football fan. They went, oh no! I went, can I have a picture? I went, oh, I, I said I was actually playing one of the celeb games earlier. I'm so glad you didn't see that shit. <laughs> and he laughed. And he went, oh, so you, you were sort of in the minor minors, were you? You're in the minor league. And I was like, yeah, a bit. He went, there is no such thing as minors, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I was like, I said, I want you to be my dad. Can you be I my know. dad? I, he was wearing he was wearing a three piece suit and like a crit, like a hat with like a feather. It was so cool. Um, it sound cool. It sounds like a, a weird sort of pimp. <laughs> yeah, pimps are cool, bro. Uh, Anton Ferdinand, Wayne That's Routledge. Cool. There's a lot of cool, cool people around. That is really exciting. Do you know yet how you got the invitation? Because you're not even a Crystal Palace fan. That I just got sent a message by um, them. on, on Instagram so... that I thought was a joke, and then they sent me an email. So they must have just seen me do stand up at some point. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. How many um, people do you think turned it down before they got to you? I mean, I, I try not to think about that, but it must be a four-figure amount. Yeah, I'd say so, because... Maybe not. Got... Maybe they just saw me at a gig and were like, oh, you, you saw, like, I'm on Apollo. Or, they just, I don't know. Maybe, I guess Ricky. Maybe they could have been there to see Ricky. And then I was not on. the least famous person playing. Let's put it that way. Was there anyone who you didn't recognise? Oh, of loads. Views. There were loads yeah, of like, yeah. TikTokers and YouTubers. But they'll be famous. They'll be more famous than you, just in a in a world we don't understand. Right. All right, I got recognised by the photographer Johnny. I had a big day. Why are you trying to drag me down? I am um, the Mike Babiglia, who's a great comedian, American comic. He's he amazing, a, isn't he? he? He's so good, and he had uh, a, a joke where he talks about he was a celebrity. Um, he was a celebrity on a golf a round of golf, and there was two pe- people there. Like so, it's like you get a celebrity. You pay a bit extra and you get a celebrity to play golf with. And they turned to him and went, who do you think the celebrity is going to be? <laughs> <laughs> I love all that. I love all that. It's so funny. Just I, just, to I was walking into, a, walking into a Premier League dressing room and seeing my name on a shirt with it all laid out with like shorts and socks. I kept the shorts. Yeah. The shirt. They, I mean, I, I, said to the, I said to Bertram, I went, what do we do with these shirts? He went, oh, just give them to the kids. And I wanted to be like, I kind of want to keep it. 
But Sean, you should have kept it a minute because the thing is that would like have been... kids were like, please, can we have your shirt, please? We love your shirt. As I, I'm not going to turn them away, am I? Absolutely. I'm a man of the people. Tell those kids to go fuck themselves. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, the real world. There's no way I'd have given them to a kid. Because the kid, does, the kid who has McLaughlin... I don't want to shit on you, you or your name, McLaughlin. But no one's caring about it. Like, that kid isn't like, oh my God, I've got a Sean McLaughlin t-shirt in 10 years. He's just going to go to the back of his wardrobe and forget about it. Was that be a memory for you for life? I'm just I'm, I can't believe you're saying that about me. I'm working so hard on my career. You know I've got big stuff in the pipeline and you're still saying that. Well, maybe, but I mean, it's. I guess if you became like a mega star and be like, oh yeah, I've got Simon. Yeah, I mean, you maybe that could be. You could become like a, a. You know, if you got a sitcom that went well. Yeah. But that's not going to happen, is it, Sean? Because you're you. God damn it. So anyway, I did that and then I left and then I checked the. So I didn't get to meet Santan Dave, Dave the rapper. Oh, uh, yeah. Nor did I get to meet Peter Andre, who was there. That's exciting. But, uh, I met a lot of nice people. And it was a very fun day, and I embarrassed myself a little bit, but actually within it the margin, great. within the margin of error. I and think it, it has, sounds. It has strengthened my resolve to play more football as well because I've actually got a decent touch. It's just, it's just I'm not going to be able to keep up with people who play the game professionally. I mean, that's fair enough. Maybe we shouldn't have a game of football with our patrons. Well, if you want to, yes, we will. And if you want to be one of them, then sign up to our Patreon listeners. Patreon.com slash failing better. An hour of stand-up for me, an hour of stand-up from Sean, shitloads of other uh, free content, and uh, it's just a really fun little community. If you fancy joining us, it would be greatly appreciated. Any support to the pod helps us grow and makes us feel temporarily okay about ourselves. <laughs> makes us briefly think that this enterprise has been worth it. Um, how are you, Johnny? I'm pretty good, really. Um... Not too much happened this week. Me and you uh, met each other, didn't we? You came to my gig. Yes, we talk about that on the Patreon. If you want to find out about the adventures that we had in Manchester, sign up to the Patreon. Also, follow our Twitter at FailingPod, where I do a rundown of what... I do sort of do a review of your new Edinburgh Fringe show. Yeah, yeah. Mate. Which I saw, and I have to say, it's bloody good. Hello. It is really good. And all I'll say is... Look at the source. This man telling you this information has a vested interest in my career going well. So do not say this man is part of the mainstream media. Do not listen to him. I do no longer consider myself a podcast or a comedian. I'm now a professional footballer. So actually, I have no interest in this. <laughs> you, it is crazy to think how good footballers are at football compared to normal people. But I'll tell you what I find fascinating is how often they miss like three kicks. Do you know what I mean? Because that's a dead ball situation where they have complete ability to just practice a thousand times and become absolutely exceptional at it, and yet they still spoon them over so often. I was thinking that I looked at the penalty area, and I was in Selhurst Park, and I just, the, the, the penalty spot against the goal, and it's so close, and the goal is so big, but it makes you realise that's, it's to do with psychology. Mentality is how people get great, as well as skill. But I would think, right, and this is with absolutely no knowledge, or any understanding of anything. But, like, if you just practice taking... There must be a speed with which you can hit a ball into the corner of the net where there's no chance a goalkeeper can save it. You know, if you just, like, hit it along the ground, and you could, if you just practice that, like, 200 times a day, surely... That, that's what Beckham always did, though, right? 
Well, you just the, feels the like... people have walls though, like people make walls. Well, at least from a penalty, parties. I mean, from penalty, it's yeah. like you you just smack it again along the ground into a corner, and it's essentially like a twelve-yard pass, like a hard pass, and it just goes along the ground and goes. And I just don't you see. Send a, send a text to a manager and because <laughs> I'm also aware I must be wrong because you know there's no way. No, well, I think you're probably not wrong though. But I think penalties in general have got much better because people have realised it's not just luck. Like, oh no, we can practice these and they can, you can get good at them. And it just feels to me there is a way to do it so the goalkeeper cannot save it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you hit it hard and low... I, can I just... Oh, is this the conversation... Because I was trying to plug your Edinburgh Fringe show, but would you rather have this conversation? Well, actually, no, that's probably better, yeah. Do come to my Edinburgh show. <laughs> we can talk about whether whether penalties or goalkeepers struggle, if you want. But I, I mean, other than saying that I've got a show in Edinburgh. And what else? What, how else are we going to plug it? Well, how about you say where it is and when it is and how much it is and where people can buy tickets? It's at the Pleasant's Courtyard uh, at 10 to 7. Um, uh, one of the venues in there. <laughs> and, you genuinely uh, not know? I can't remember the name of it. Is it upstairs or downstairs or something? It's some, I don't know, do I? <laughs> it's near some stairs. You're so and, weird. Uh, what do you mean I'm weird? Why am I weird? How can you not know which venue you're at? I'm trying to promote you, baby. I get, basically, if you just type in Johnny Palamendum, it'll come up. The ticket's right. like... Actually, this is something I want to talk about. What? Given that you don't know how to fucking... <laughs> I, you asked if anyone listened to the podcast during your preview that I was there. And then you went, if you don't, it's called... Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, like, you weren't joking. I had to sit there and watch you genuinely forget the name of our podcast. And it sickened I, me to my core. I, I felt a lot of pressure because Sean was in. And I feel like Sean... Sean yeah, I don't know. There's a pressure there to promote the podcast well in front of like my my friend and well, you sort, did a of, disastrous sort of my just sort of my dad. Know. I just I saw my dad on the podcast, <laughs> and, and I just forgot what it was called. <laughs> did I remember eventually, or did someone have to shout it out? I can't remember. I yeah, think, was, I think maybe someone shouted it out. It was embarrassing. You? I just basically I forgot the name of Failing Better. I'm so food. stupid. I just thought, how have I got myself <laughs> tied in with this imbecile? <laughs> and now here you are. You can't remember the venue you're at. It's difficult. The world is getting, a t- it's getting tougher and Johnny's only getting less tough. That's what I, I mean, think. That, that is, there's a world in which being as much of a fit idiot as me would be fine. You know, it's a world where, like, you know, you were able to go on the dole and, like, artists were sort of, art was seen as a generally good thing. Whereas, now it's just. I don't think we what you create is art, though, would you? Definitely, this is art. This podcast is art. <laughs> this podcast is better than anything Warhol has ever done in his goddamn life. Fair flips. Um, but do come to the the Edinburgh show. It is going to be a hell of a, a lot of fun. I really, really, really think it's brilliant. I oh, think it's so kind. interesting, so funny. You really do give a terrible account of yourself on this podcast because you're <laughs> such a great comedian. <laughs> You're so smart and interesting and funny. And on this podcast, you're it's like, it's like I've shaved a badger and, and talked about a press buttons on like a, a voice machine. <laughs> anyway. I did um, think I was talking to uh, Sophie about um, whether we could get someone to like produce the podcast. And she was like, well, do you think anyone would be interested in it? And I just thought for a second and thought, no. <laughs> There's no way we could give an episode to like BBC and then be like, oh, yeah, let's back this. Let's get behind this. <laughs> we don't need any of that. We don't need any of that lamestream media. Hello. We go, we're going the, the Fox News route. 
Just yeah. truth straight to the heart. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, so, should we do... Well, are we going to do Fact of the Day? That was our new segment that we introduced last week. Fact of the Day. I can't you remember. remember the theme tune? Oh, yeah, I do. Fact of the day. Fact of the day. Okay, so there it is. There's Johnny. What's the fact of the day you've got for us? Fact of the day. The first printer was made in 1993. Okay, um, are we are we gonna have to check that because <laughs> no, it, it no. doesn't sound like even remotely correct? Do you no. mean like the printing press, or do you mean like a computer printer? Computer printer. You cannot check. Do you these think facts. the first printer was made? Are you looking at a printer? What you could have just said, I am looking at a printer, and that would have sufficed. No, it's not an interesting enough fact. It's not. No, don't check. Don't check. Sean, you cannot check. Sean. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, I'm not going to check. All right, so that's the fact that the first printer was made in 1993. <laughs> cool. And uh, do you want to do the theme tune again? Fact of the shit. Oh mean... shit! People, people may be messaging about us about fact of the day. They think it's going to be big. Who's messaging it? The same person who sent us our Adam and Eve. It. Oh. We're going to go to our next. This right, new listeners. By the way, we have two segments. <laughs> the first one is only. This is only the second time we did it. It's called Fact of the Day. Johnny invented it on the fly in the last episode, and now I'm insisting that he follows through with it because he has to learn the error of his ways. The next one we've had for a while. It's called Adam and Eve. It. Uh, basically, if you're called Adam or Eve, send us a question and we'll try and answer it. Uh, we've so far only had one question from someone called Adam or Eve, but we're not, well, we re- we retain the right within this podcast to say you're what, called Adam or Eve. Who who what your name is? Okay. Are we going to do the Are we going to do the soundtrack for Adam and Eve? Do you want to? Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve. Sponsored by Coke, a winning formula all year round. <laughs> A winning formula all year round. Coke are changing their uh, they're changing their catchphrase at a sort of daily rate, aren't they? They're just trying to figure out what works best. I think mean, there's too many songs in this. Too many back to back songs now. Okay. Get in touch if you think we should lose one of the songs. And if no, in it- no. <laughs> I'm not asking them to get in touch for that. Get in touch with a question. I'm not leaving it. I'm not it. And then also saying you in your question whether or not you think we should get rid of. I don't really like the the songs. I keep having to sing. Well, you've brought them into this world. You can't, you're like a bad parent then. How am I like a bad parent? You brought these beautiful things into the world and now you're abandoning them because you can't I, be bothered. I'm putting them up for adoption. If anyone else wants uh, any of those songs, you can have them. <laughs> but if any, if any other podcast is in the market, they've not been bi- biologically able to create content of their own. You can have them. Um, Off menu can have uh, Fact of the Day. <laughs> Yeah, we'll take Papa Dobbs or bread. Straight swap. That's our offer. It's transfer window time. Transfer window. Um, right, Adam and Eve, it. You want to do that? Uh, yeah, I've not got it up though. Do you want it up? Yeah, I've got it. Oh yeah, you asked then. No, have you? You haven't done that. You haven't done the song. I did. I did. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was when I got the. I changed the coke. Uh, oh, of course you did. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. 
that was that was on me. Well, this is from a this is from a a, a Twitter fan uh, who you thought was dressed as morph, <laughs> and I had to tell you was dressed as uh, uh, it's Deadpool. Uh, it's a picture of Deadpool, JD in Coquitlam. But now you're known as Adam. Today you're known as Adam. Uh, this is a Canadian fan of this podcast from Vancouver. How does that make you feel? It's quite exciting that we're all sort of nonsense is spreading across the channel. People are just enjoying, in Vancouver, they're enjoying a lovely Tim Hortons, going for a lovely ski, and they're uh, listening to Failing Better. And they're still bowing down to the rightful king of the world, our king. Our king! <laughs> King Charles. And he asked a very simple question, and it's for you specifically, Johnny. And it's to do with your fandom of Arsenal Football Club. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, what do you think of Arsenal's kit for next season? I haven't seen it. Has he... Um, <laughs> is, that, is that genuinely this edition of Adam and Eva? He sent no. a photo of it. Oh, I, think exactly. I think it's Odegaard's got it on. Odegaard. Let me just get it up. Sorry, um, Adam for the delay in answering your question. Do you like Arsenal's kit in general? Their uniform for, for, for the untrained eye? I... Our listeners. Arsenal, have, I would say, got one of the most iconic kits in the league. It's very I... slick. And actually, I think if it wasn't... I think you're very lucky you've got a good kit. Why? So it's just very fashionable. People like... It looks very cool, the retro Arsenal kits. I don't care about things like kits particularly. Ooh, I'll tell you what I do think, though. Odegaard's attractive chap, isn't he? Yes. Um, I like the kit, but not as much as I like Odegaard's eyes, which I feel like are looking into my soul and allowing me to feel feelings I didn't know I could experience before. Well, I've got to say, this is an Adam and Eva that went in a violently different direction than the one I thought. <laughs> but um, I li- like the kit, love Odegaard's eyes. That would be, that's my answer. And that's been it. If you want more Adam and Eva, email us, failingbetterpod at gmail.com. Or send us a tweet at failing pods. Um, there or you go. send That's us an Instagram either. at failing better pods. Fucking don't don't go on our Instagram. Johnny doesn't even check it. I Is check it? it all the time. Do you? Yeah, every day, every hour. I, I have an alarm that makes I must go check the Instagram. <laughs> and what's the last what's the last notification we had on our Instagram? Uh, it was a notification. When was the last time you posted something on our Instagram? Look, uh, just because I don't uh, shove shit into the world like a fucking idiot doesn't mean i'm not watching it i'm a watcher not a doer i'm a thinker not a speaker yeah i'm a manager not a player you're a wanker (laughs) how about that johnny you're a wanker it takes ones to no ones takes ones to no ones that classic phrase um i think that's good for this episode what do you think johnny I think I've had an absolute hoot. I hope you've had a hoot too if you're listening at home or with you, whoever you're listening with, your family or you know someone who's died or you've popped up against a sort of stool and you don't want to tell anyone they've died but they're dead. Okay. I sort of leaned back there. I might put this clip, the video of the Zoom call on uh, one of our social videos because I knew that Johnny was going down a path here and I decided to just lean back and let him let him eat his own tail, so to speak. Let him eat his own shit. <laughs> um, yes, we hope uh, you're enjoying it, whether you're with your family or with a dead person that you're propping up because you don't want people to know they're dead. And those, which is, those are the only two groups we're really interested in. 
we're we're a family podcast. We're fun for the whole family. But also, we, <laughs> we, we're pretty big down the old morgues. If you're so. a serial killer who's looking to enjoy some light entertainment, then this is the podcast for you. Yes, yes. Yes, indeed. Cool. Or, if you've got a very old grandparent, but you still think you want to listen to Failing Better, do not be put off if they die in their sleep. Just pop what? him upon a stool and let us... What do you think is the average age of our listeners? It's genuinely impossible to know. Right, I've got... There must be a way of knowing. But what I mean by that is I've got no idea who listens to this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing to email us. Email us in your questions or message us and tell us how old you are. Because if if we're dealing with an older demographic or a younger demographic, we're going to have to adapt this this show. Imagine if lots of people got in touch and said, like, 11 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Your your podcast is the biggest talk of the playground. (laughs) You're bigger than CBeebies. <laughs> you're, big, you're like you're like a Bluey. Yeah. You're Hey Dougie. <laughs> I mean, I would say that eleven-year-olds would view this as sort of a bit, a bit beneath them. Yeah. I, like, I, don't, yeah. I don't listen to that juvenile crap. Like, like failing you know, better. You know, like loads of kids are listening to Andrew Tate. Imagine if that was a BBC article. Like, a moral panic was stirred about children listening to Failing Better. Children <laughs> drinking bleach because they're so thick because they listen to Failing Better. We end up in a slagging match with Greta Thunberg on Twitter. <laughs> Look, send us your ages. Send, send us your age, your sex, your location. ASL, baby. Um... And send us money on Patreon. And send us a five-star review if you like the podcast. Help us out. Give us a review on on, on, on your, on your uh, podcast listening device of choice or at least a five-star rating to really give us give us a hand. Just give us a hand. Just give us a little hand to help us uh, up the podcast charts and help us monetize this product so that we can keep delivering it to you and keep our moves on our houses. Anyway, that's uh, all we've got time for this week. It's been lovely chatting to you as ever. You, what's happened to your voice? Are, I you just starting want... to, are you starting to worry that there are actually kids listening and you want to sound sort of like fatherly like a... and wise? Maybe. I just thought um, I'd, I'd try and change the tone and make it like a bedtime story sort of thing. Okay. Hey, anyone listening to this as you go to sleep? <laughs> a bedtime story? See you next week, guys. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.